streaming. Make sure we're good. Alrighty, welcome everyone to another episode of Down the Middle. We have a special guest this week, Brian, if you would like to introduce our special guest. Oh, our special guest is... Jeff Fletcher. This guy. That guy right there. Right here. I'm just making sure your guys' audio is good real quick. All right, we're good. So, this week we're talking about both overrated and underrated wrestlers, many of which are criminally so, but I think we have to talk about the giant elephant in the room of Vince McMahon's retirement. Oh, yeah. I mean, we have to. It's going to get brought up eventually. Yeah, of course. What I find so hilarious about this is we've years and years of people being like, oh, Vince will never retire. Vince will Vince will run that company until he dies. Now, my theory is, is that Vince is retiring as a result of that corporate investigation with him paying out hoes. And they were basically like, Vince, come on, work with us. Yeah, like, he's <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna fire you or you can retire. That's what it seems. Yeah. Wouldn't it's unfortunate. That, like you're gonna end a legacy like that, a 40 year legacy on that kind of note. But I mean, let's be honest, 77 years old, 40 years in the business, what has he got to prove anyway? Oh, he's got nothing to prove, but what I think I, I actually think they did him a solid there. Honestly, like they let him retire. They let him go out big man on top. He got to and I think it would be hilarious, though, if which he's probably signed all kinds of non-competes and whatnot. I think it would be hilarious if he started a new wrestling company. Uh-huh. Vince McMahon just Vince McMahon partners up with John Cena and just starts this indie promotion that blows up. Yeah, FCW's back. <laughs> I think that'd be hilarious. I mean. They obviously have the funding. I mean, he's got plenty of money. So uh, I guess never say never, right? I mean, Jarrett likes to start new companies. Maybe you should talk to him. It's true. You know, I mean, I mean, yeah, not going to lie. But then it, it kind of, you know, begs the question, who's running the ship now? Is it Stephanie? So the way that I've seen it, Stephanie's going to be working as the – full um she's gonna be working as co-ceo and the chairperson of the board and then um her co-ceo would be nick Kahn, and then triple h would be the executive vice president of talent and then um everything under that would be still kevin dunn and bruce pritchard so they still be running the day-to-day now i think we are Potentially, it could go one of two ways in my mind. I don't think when it comes to WWE, we're going to see business as usual. If Triple H oh, has no. his, if Triple H has his druthers, which, I mean, who's going to stop him at this point? We could see main roster of WWE be very reminiscent to NXT from years past when it was the golden years. The yeah, Finn the Bellers, the Bailey's. Yeah, who's Bailey? Who's Bailey? She'll be back soon. <laughs> Speaking of which, that that comes that 
kind of ties into my first overrated wrestler of the night. So might as well jump right in and I'm ready for the hate. Uh, Kenny Omega. I agree. I can agree on that. Yeah. 100%. And here's the thing. If if you'd asked me in 2018 who the greatest, not the greatest, who the best wrestler in the world right then was, particularly outside WWE, I probably would have said Kenny Omega. However, since he's been appearing on television weekly, and most notably since he's been gone from television, I find myself kind of forgetting he exists from time to time. The show has not suffered with his absence. I agree. It's like he was never there. I mean, honestly, let's let's be real. Because I was having a conversation with somebody about this just a few days ago. And I even said, I was like, they're like, oh, Kenny Omega's coming back. And I'm just kind of like, eh. If, if, if it's going to be the same old Kenny Omega, I don't know how excited I am. Is it just me or like... I've been known to be sort of an AEW basher, but it's not so much that I'm a basher. It's that I'm WWE-esque old school. And like, like they're doing stuff right now where I don't know how long, how much you've been watching Dynamite recently, but like they have Moxley been working the second match on the card. Every yeah. Week. And to me, that just grinds my gear so much that you're going to have your champion working second on the card or the second segment of the card. And it's just like, it's so nonsensical, nothing against like the bucks, um, swerving their glory, like that triple threat tag that they did. It was amazing. But to me, like put that at the top of your nine o'clock hour and, and put your champion on last. Hey, he's just not any champion. He's an interim champion. You're right. Yeah, he's, he's right. but no, you have a point. And well, even if he wasn't champion, why is Mox, a guy like John Moxley, who is, let's be real, if he's not the world champion, he's in the picture. Why is he in the second segment? Right. And he's usually wrestling a cold match, which yeah. is another thing that grinds my ass about AEW. It's not so much that, like, okay, so we get all these great matches. Like, I'm never going to take away that they have an amazing cast uh, on their roster, but, like, my biggest issue is, is like, okay, so you're giving us all these dream matches that WWE didn't give us, but you're giving it to us cold. Right. They don't I'm really a storyteller type. No, I, I totally get you. And again, a couple of years ago, um, I would have still agreed with you, but I would have, I would have been like, yeah, but this, that, and the other. But I'm telling you, between watching Dynamite week to week for a couple of years and more and more listening to Jim Cornette and people like him, not just, but JR. Jim Cornette, all these guys who know what they're talking about, and he's pointing stuff out week by week by week, and I'm like, damn it. He's right. Like, he's dead right. Like, this is the shits. <laughs> yeah, some of the stuff that they talk about on Conrad, and you listen to any Conrad's so occasionally, occasionally, yep. Here yeah, and there. Some of the stuff that they talk on there, and you're like... <sighs> oh, and, the, and, then, and then people like Ric Flair and Bischoff, and even Bully Ray, and uh, Booker, all these guys who have been there, done that, and they're talking about this stuff week to week, and it's like, shit. Like, some of these guys really are not as good as they've been hyped up, and I'm not trying to dog them, but at you as workers, I would assume you could back me up at least to a... Like, some of these people, especially in the early days, were not ready for national television. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, look at... You can look at any of the numerous botch compilations... <laughs> and, 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 and here's the thing 
I, because of AEW, I acquired a new appreciation for the WWE style because, yeah, injuries happen, but can you really point out on the regular when somebody botches something in the ring on Monday Night Raw? Well, I feel like that's one of the, the things that WWE gets slack on. Like, I think people kind of, I don't know, have a bad taste in math with WWE because it's too perfect almost sometimes. Like, I can see a, that. It's a flawless program every week. And, like, they're like, oh, we like it when it's live, live, and stuff happens, you know? And, and it's just like, yeah, but, you know, like, you have it if you're on national TV every week and they're trying to draw you know a huge rating in a big house like you don't want to see Chris Jericho leaning over the side of blood and guts screaming ring the damn bell like that shouldn't happen yeah yeah like that is just that is should not happen who's the incompetent moron that didn't ring the bell at the end of the cage match come on I mean stuff like that should not happen and that would never well and really I yeah happen. yeah and speaking of Jericho I I'm not saying he's underrated um or overrated. I mean, he, ah, he's really neither under or overrated. But anyway, my point being, um, the first Blood and Guts match, the spot where he gets thrown off the cage, or rather he gets pushed off the cage, and the whole airbag thing, it's like, it was funny. I was right in the middle of that, because on the one hand, I'm like, well, you don't really expect a 50-year-old man to fall that far without some sort of padding. But I was of the mind of, well, if, if he doesn't feel safe doing it, then... I would just as soon have him not do it. Right. Like, I don't I don't know that that spot was necessary to drive home, drive home the match. Like, in your mind's eye, is it kind of cool? Yeah, but is it really necessary? Yeah, like, um, I, I, from what I've read, obviously it's dirt sheet crap. Who knows what's real and what's not. But, like, they said that that was at a proposal from Chris for them to have the, I, the fresh pad. Whereas, like, not to sound like a WWE fanboy, but we had the the spot at WrestleMania 36 when they were in the Performance Center where KO did the spot off the giant WrestleMania set and did the elbow to Seth through the table. They did a crash pad on that. Yeah. The difference being is the WWE hit it very, very well. And at the camera work. I don't think that that was up to KO because the originally, like, the rumor is is that KO wanted to jump off the damn shit. The Buccaneer shit. Which so, I would have been okay to see that, too. Yeah, he was there the year after. He should have still done it. Plus, <laughs> he was right by there, so, I, I mean, I would have been cool for it. Yeah, but, I mean, and well, and then another company, too, is, you know, New Japan really doesn't have that many botches, either. Now, they have injuries... I'm chalking that up to the style, but I would even compared to AEW. Now, granted, they're not on weekly television, which might be the primary reason why. So, I have a suggestion. Since we're already off topic, we're we doing uh, underrated, overrated. Why don't we just do it for companies first? That'll work. Well, what about AEW? In your opinion, <sighs> as a whole. Not like the the giddy launch period where yeah, like every, we were all excited to have an alternative. But I mean, overall, in the last what four years since the company's launched, me, it's overrated. It's been overhyped so far. I can agree. It's definitely a little overrated. Even more in the last I don't know year year and a half, it's been so overrated. Like 
the ratings have dropped dropped down tremendously. They've always been kind of steady, but they've definitely dropped down definitely from what they was. They're only doing two hundred thousand more views than NXT, which is the lowest rated show on WWE's network television. So. Right. Um, for me, it kind of depends on what perspective. I think currently, because I honestly believe the AEW's television has gotten less good as time has gone on. There was a period, and yeah, you can show you can attribute some of it to the hype because it was new and shiny and pretty, but. Honestly, the first couple of years of Dynamite was must-see TV, and now weekly I kind of find myself being like, eh. I think I know the problem with why why that is. It's oversaturation. When you when you hire 400 people on your roster, you can only show X amount on three, three hours of TV a week. I'm not counting Dynamite. I mean, let's be honest. How many people in the room watch Dynamite or versus watching Dark? Uh, oh. Oh, yeah, I watched Dynamite before I watched Dark. Yeah, like, nobody pays any attention to Dark or Elevation, so... When Elevation first started, I paid attention to it, because I liked the concept of... Because Dark is essentially, and it's not always, but Dark is essentially always, like, Dark Match Talent versus Dark Match Talent, but Elevation, at least when it started, was Dark Match Up-and-Coming Talent versus, like, established mid-carters. You'd occasionally see... Not a main eventer. You have like War Horse going against Cody. Yes, stuff like that. Like Like you might see the, you no probably not even the team. Someone who had been TNT champion before might be in the main event of Elevation. Something like that. There's so much good talent in AEW right now, and they just oversaturated by hiring so many people, and then also collecting all of the ROH talent on top of that that they're trying to fit into three hours of TV. I mean, there's so many good dudes on that roster. Like, they talk about WWE underusing them and releasing them, but hasn't AEW done the exact same thing by, I mean... They did the ones they, they said they was going to do. Think about, like, the guys, like... And you talked about how it was must-see TV. Well, they were establishing new stars. The best friends and and Orange Cassidy and, and guys yeah. like that. Well, I just mean, like... <laughs> The original guys, they were new to the TV. Like, you didn't get, like, every week now, it's it's Christian, it's Punk, it's Jericho. It's a lot of the same things that you've seen on WWE TV 20 years ago. And Well, there's, there's some that. Some people, they get that nostalgia, but to the diehard AEW people who started, they wanted something fresh. True, true, and, but I, I think you probably picked the worst example in citing the best friends and Orange Cassidy because I think being on television weekly ruined them because when you saw them spare, particularly Orange Cassidy, when you saw them sparingly on the indies, like it was cute, it was fun, da da da. And I think the same thing's going to happen with Danhausen. I think it already has. He doesn't like Danhausen. How do you not like Danhausen? Oh, well, I okay. can explain. I can watch, explain. I say, watch Danhausen as he was versus the way AEWs. Correct. Correct. Him. Well, and here's the thing: I He's never, I never said I dislike Danhausen oh. per se. No, listen, I'm not lying. I said I think it was a mistake putting him on weekly television because his gimmick does not work for weekly television unless you change it. Do you think that his gimmick would have worked had he gone to somewhere like Raw or SmackDown, though? No. Not unless not well, unless, not unless, he was relegated to a manager's role, and here's why. I've said it on the show again, but I love... What about The Fiend, though? What's that? 
What about like the fiend? Like because because the fiend's not comedy. Danhausen I mean, is. Funhouse kind of was comedy. Kind of. Yeah, Tina Morello was, and I feel like he was pretty over. I, I feel like okay, so I feel like he would have got over a little bit in NXT more than anything, because they had more leeway with stuff. But here's the thing: Santino was supposed to be a joke. What about Eugene? Yeah. Also supposed to be a joke. again. Eugene's supposed to be a joke. Danhausen is not supposed to be a joke. Well, it's see where, where here's why I think AEW really messed up with Danhausen is I because I thought to myself because there's actually a video on the YouTube channel. It's a clip of a past podcast where I say why Orange Cassidy's gimmick works, and I kind of go into why Danhausen's doesn't because. How they should have brought Dan, Dan Housen's shtick is he curses people, right? Well, the first time he did it in his first match, he got the shit kicked out of him. So now you can't have Dan Housen curse anyone because everybody knows it's bullshit. Now, what I suggested they do, and this could have worked, it wouldn't have been my preference, but if you have to have Dan Housen, like if I was in charge of creative at AEW and they're like, we're bringing this Dan Housen guy in, we're, we got to get him over. It's like, okay. I learn his shtick. They want to pair him with Hook. Okay. You do a couple of weeks where Danhausen comes out and doesn't necessarily interfere in Hook's matches, but he's there. And you do it in such a way where, kind of similar to what they did, you think he's cursing Hook, but it's not working on Hook. So now the audience is like, oh, shit, either this is bullshit or Hook is, like, special in some way, but you don't know. Somehow, some way. You end up having it happen one more time, but then it becomes obvious that Danhausen isn't cursing Hook. He's cursing Hook's opponents. So then you're like, oh shit, is Hook really that good? Or is this all because of Danhausen? That's true. Talk about overrated. Hook is that for me. Yes. I disagree 100%. I can't stand Hook. I hate the presentation. I fucking love Hook. I can't get enough of Hook. Ugh, can't stand him. Send Hook. Okay, so here's one, and I don't know if either one of you have really had the opportunity to watch it, but I have recently. Um, control your narrative. I know what it is, but I, I have a little bit of it, like clips of it on like TikTok and stuff, and like I've seen some of the stuff that goes on, but it's completely different. It's set up more of in a movie style, like an underground movie style, yes. than it is like an actual wrestling show. They, I think, like, so when I was uh, recently in Dallas, we were going to actually go to Control Your Narrative um, the Thursday night in Dallas for their, like, their their pay-per-view show or whatever. Um, we decided not to after we seen the rules of, you know, their ridiculous rules that they have. Um, but then um, I have this app on my TV where I can watch um, Warrior Wrestling, uh, some of the more underground guys that are not like on fight and all the bigger platforms. Um, and Control Your Narrative is on there. And I watched it, and I'm going to say that it's, it's underrated in a way. I think that it could be big. Uh, to the, like, they have a different way of telling a character's backstory and telling a story versus like the way that a traditional wrestling based show can do. 
I can agree with that just because some of the things I have seen and I've seen a lot, watched a lot. I I, I think I could agree with that one. I, I got something. Jake, you'll have to check it out. I got I've got wow. two questions for you real quick in regards to that. One, what is that app? Um, it is it's like wrestling. It's twenty four seven. I can look it up real quick. Go okay, ahead. and then the second question I have: Warrior Wrestling. That's worth checking out because it looks pretty cool. I've, um, I've only caught bits and pieces of it. I haven't had a lot of time um, to really dig into it, but it's kind of local. Yeah, I, I know they're they somewhat close. South Bend, Chicago, and they have like Will Osprey and guys like that. Yeah, I was I was shocked because I had seen some big names in some of their advertising. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah, they got some pretty big dudes on there. So, um, so uh, I got one that's overrated, and this one's going. You're gonna be surprised when I say this one. Oh boy, I'm going old school. Go ahead, and we'll tell you why you're wrong. Ultimate Warrior. No, he's, he's tremendously overrated. Overrated, absolutely. One hundred. Yeah, he's to- completely overrated. And, and I'm a huge fan of War, and I, I don't know if it's it's not necessarily for. The wrestling aspect is for the gimmick, the character. It, it worked great, but the wrestling aspect just wasn't there. He's a turd in the ring. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Turd in the ring, you just got to pick and choose which one you like. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> oh gosh, I'm trying to think. Who's underrated or overrated? It like looks like it's just called Pro Wrestling TV, and Pro- it's like Pro Wrestling TV 24/7. It's a like I have it on Roku TV, so okay. If you got like a smart TV, you can just—it should come up. It as should an be app. there. I will have to look it up when I get. Which, home. which is great because I love, even if I don't like the style of wrestling, I love supporting wrestling. So, it's also got AAA on there. So, really? Yes, it does. Okay. Speaking of, it's got documentaries on there as well. So there's some other cool stuff on there. As a company, AAA is overrated but there's an asterisk because it would be a very easy fix they just need to slow the fuck down i don't think we understand their style like Uh, you know what though here's the thing and this is like you're right we probably don't but at the end of the day do you want to uh oh god what word am i thinking do you want to be viewed and appreciated by a mass worldwide audience or you and they might be cool with just being big in Mexico. That might be their shtick. And if they are, that's fine. But here's the thing Lucha Underground took AAA and slowed it down. And it was awesome. Now, I think their whole thing was they were douchey with contracts and whatnot and had a lot of unhappy talent. But if you had done that a little bit differently, the presentation was awesome. You could understand what was going on but it was still very lucha right and i'm not talking about i'm not talking about like goofy moves because like that's part of lucha it's 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 part of the act my old thing is i tried to watch triple mania 2019 and i couldn't even tell you what was happening because even the way they edited it together was way too fast it was like watching multiple car crashes at the same time but then they'd reset and do it again before you could even process what happened like bullshit it's not just that it's flippy dippy bullshit. Like it's just too 
it's too fast, it's too random, it's it, you can't tell what's going on. And case in point being, if you remember when the Lucha Brothers first got to AEW, and they're two of the best luchadors in the world, because they have experience working in North America and in Japan and other places. They had to get taken to the side. Jericho tells the story, he's like, you guys need to slow the fuck down and actually tag each other in. Well, just like like going back to what I said about we may not understand their style, part of that is like I feel like I'm guilty of not necessarily understanding strong style, and that's why I don't get into New Japan as much as I do uh, American-based wrestling. Like, I'll be honest. Like, I know that it had a lot of hoopla and, like, a lot of fanfare and whatever for Forbidden Door, but I'll be honest. That's the first and only AEW pay-per-view that I did not purchase. And we had a whole bitch session just about Forbidden Door. Yeah, because I'm a massive fan of Japanese Strong Style, and I will tell you Forbidden Door was not that. See, because I feel like it's just gotten, like, a thousand thumbs up. Like, people loved it. Not by by us. Everything that I have seen online, like, people praise it as the best pay-per-view ever. But I also feel like people say that about every AEW pay-per-view. True. Every pay-per-view, next pay-per-view is their best pay-per-view ever. But that's that's just not true, because you should have he- heard me tear uh, Double or Nothing, a new asshole. Because <laughs> I, was, I was like, what the fuck is this shit? I mean, I know that, like, Raw and SmackDown, I'll, I'll be the first to admit that WWE has just not had a very strong presentation in years. But, man, like, WrestleMania, WrestleMania Backlash, Money in the Bank... They were all super solid shows this year. I had some. I had Better some. Better than they should have been. Yeah, I had a couple small issues with Money in the Bank, but I mean, overall, it was a good show. And then what was the one we did? Uh, was I think it was WrestleMania? WrestleMania this year was just fucking good. Yeah, I was I really like. Yeah, I was geez. legitimately surprised. I'm a little biased because I was there in person. <laughs> but um it's like i've been i was a i was a mania 34 35 37 38 by far 38 just completely blew all my expectations out versus the other three that i was at so i was only at 34 yeah he went to 34 yeah. with me so yeah. new orleans okay i have a new one is vince mcmahon overrated no I think he's underrated. I do. Only because I think he's the mastermind around it all. Well, of course he is. And I, I, I do. I think he's underrated. I think he's I think he's underrated because people like the dirt sheets, like you only see the negative things that WWE does. Oh, they released this person. Oh, well, they're not um they're not gonna push like right now the big story is they they took max dupree la Knight, eli drake whatever the hell you want to call him this week they took him out of the maximum Mel models gimmick and put that the maxine girl as a replacement for him and like people are super critical of that but we don't know the exact reason as to why they do some of the things they do as a guy who runs his own although i'm backyard but I still do have to write. I have to, I have 35 people on a roster. I have to control everything the same way. And sometimes, you know, like you may have the best wrestler on the show, but you're going to have to make a decision based off of something 
beyond what you see on TV. So do we don't know the true story of why Vince makes the decisions he does. And people just want to bash it because of the bullshit they read online. So in that regard, I think he's underrated for the fact that something's worked for him to have $3 billion. So yeah. I'm step up for a second. Okay. Cause, cause I think, I think your point has been very well illustrated with some of the recent additions to AEW and I'm not trying to pick on anybody, but, um, there have been some people, I'm not going to say any names, lest I get too much hate, uh, that have come from WWE who are doing things in the ring that would never have happened in WWE. Ever. And these people were, because it's more than one person. I'm not like sugarcoating, I'm, I'm not hiding that I'm talking about one person. There's This has happened multiple times of people that have come straight from WWE. Oh, you got to be kidding me. Zoom's doing this stupid thing, and I thought I was out of it. So we got 10 minutes, and I'll have to call you back. But Okay. I thought we were over that bullshit. But, um, yeah, they're coming in. They're messing up in the ring. Timing's off, this, that, and the other. And it's kind of like, so what you said, are they really that good, or was WWE just making them look that good? I mean, let's be honest though. WWE also like, hey, let's let's go. Let's switch gears a little bit. Look at all of the injuries that are in AEW right now versus the amount of injuries that people in WWE have. They happen everywhere, but with AEW, like they don't use all of their talent because they have so much, and then they're also not running house shows. So a lot of those guys are not getting as many reps as they did in WWE. But then people are like, oh, well, you know, look at Keith Lee out there doing shooting star presses in AEW. Okay. WWE didn't let him do that, but he also worked five, six matches that week versus the one that he's going to work this week or possibly only a couple per month. So... They're trying to limit the things that he does a little bit just to keep, you know, to keep him safe in the ring. Yeah. Because, you know, if he's out there doing shooting stars week after week, then you're in a situation there where he's at more of a risk. And, I mean, the the amount of money that they're paying those guys, they're not paying them to sit at home with a neck brace. Nope. Well, and then there's another reason you wouldn't want someone like Keith Lee doing shooting star presses on the regular, because if that's his, if that's one of his moves, what kind of impact does it have when Swerve Strickland does one? True. Nothing. It, it's okay. Yeah, but Keith Lee's 300 some odd pounds and he's doing them. So yeah, okay, Swerve. Right. Like, I just feel like, People are like, oh, man, like they, they totally ruined their style or they, they toned them down too much when they're in WWE. Yeah, they're trying to make sure that they get their money's worth out of their investment, especially when they're working multiple nights a week. Well, and the WWE style, I will admit, sometimes it's sometimes even I get kind of bored watching it. But the guys and ga- the guys and gals that are really, really good at it, I never get tired of watching because like. What's the crazy thing Randy Orton does on the regular? Probably an RKO, right? 
Yeah. But, like, he's so damn good. You're watching him and do And it took basic. him 20 years of flatbacks on an RKO to have an injury like he has now. Exactly. But you're watching him do basic moves, but he's so good. Like, Randy Orton's power slam? Holy shit. And then you got guys like Adam Cole. He's been in AEW a cup of coffee, and he's out. Yep. Well, Kyle O'Reilly's out. We're not talking about Adam Cole. <laughs> Bobby Fish is out. Yeah. Kenny Omega's out. Now, now I, Jericho's out. Yeah. Now I will give Kenny Omega a pass because I think a lot of those injuries started in New Japan and they were nagging him. So I'll give him a pass on that. But you're right on everybody else. Like they did not, to my knowledge, they didn't have any nagging injuries coming out of WWE. In my opinion, injuries for a total in the past year and a half have been a killer for any wrestling promotion. Well, half of them happened right before Forbidden Door. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I'm watching this. Th- that's why when Dax did the whole injury spot, whether it was legit or not, I don't know. I was like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> His pay per views cursed. <laughs> I think they did. I think they did it on purpose to troll everybody. That seems like there seems, seems like to be a lot more injuries and people going down in AEW than anywhere else in the world right now. Well, and ironically, mm-hmm. the one guy who I'm always worried is going to kill himself, Darby Allen, like he's not hurt right. <laughs> He's not hurt right now. He did one. Um, I can't remember if it was a double. I think it was a double or nothing. He did that one dive, and I swear to God, I thought he died. That's something else. I feel like AEW gives a lot of free things away. You know, Darby and Jeff doing the crazy spot off the ladder in the chairs on free TV. And then, you know, you're giving away blood and guts on TV. And it's like, come on, man. Like, Save that stuff for the, you know, for the people that have to pay for it. Oh, I like, bitched. You're, you're, you're going to do a blood and guts on Dynamite, but then the next week you're going to have a singles match with Hangman and, and Brian on, on pay-per-view? Like, you want me to pay for that over the, the crazy-ass cage match I just seen? Like, eh. Well, frankly, I was bitching and moaning during Forbidden Door that they were advertising blood and guts on a pay-per-view. What the... They they had a match on a pay per view that led into blood and guts. Yeah. The fuck. With is I would have been okay with that cage match at Forbidden Door if yes. it was New Japan and AEW guys. That would have been great. Yeah, I agree. But no. Nobody nobody thinks our booking logic. Okay, so the company that has been in everybody's mouths for the last 20 years, overrated or underrated, TNA slash Impact. Me, they're super underrated. I think it depends on the air. Well, no, for the most part, I think they've always been somewhat underrated. Like, their current product may be the best product on TV right now, in my opinion. Now, I've, I've catch, not been watching, so... I've catched bits and pieces of it. But I, I, I can agree. Definitely underrated. They get the hottest things that are going. ROH went out, and they brought in Honor No More. Matt Cardona goes and has a career resurgence. They start booking him hot. It just seems like they pick up on all of those big moments, all those big things. You know, women's evolution. Look at the working relationship with Mickey James. Yeah, which surprised the hell out of me. Surprised that yeah, we were... Busted. Everybody was shocked by that. Specifically when she came out and she had the TNA title and then even stated on her nameplate, 
TNA Knockouts Champion. Right. Yep. Well, I just mean, I feel like Impact, it never lasts too long, but they always capitalize on what's hot. And I just think that they're really underrated for... No, I agree. And I I really... I was excited when they were doing... uh, that had that working relationship with AEW because I was like, okay, Impact might get some traction here. They just need to, they need to somehow get on a better network. I that's agree. always, that's always been their problem, but they, they fucked it up with Spike and that was all TNA's fault. But yeah. And, and part of that was having guys like Hogan and Bischoff and Flair. And now AEW's doing those exact same things. Well, from what I understand, and keep in mind, this is mostly coming from Jim Cornette, so take this with a slight grain of salt. Apparently, the network got really sore when they told Dixie Carter that they wanted, uh, uh, oh God, Russo. They wanted Russo to not be in the company anymore. And Dixie said she let him go. Well, she didn't let him go. And then Spike found out about it, and we're like, okay, we're not going to renew your TV deal. Because Russo was writing the goofiest fucking shit that made no sense and made the product look like a fucking joke. It's Russo for you. I mean, look at WCW. Okay, under or overrated, Russo. I I don't think there's enough hatred in the world that could quite measure up to the level of hatred that Vince Russo's writing of professional wrestling should have. How can you just make yourself the world champion like that? And, and, yeah, and for, for real. People people call Tony Khan a fucking mark. Oh, he is. He's a money yeah. mark. Oh, he is, but he ain't AEW champion. Uh, oh, yeah. look, somebody's up. Let's let's get him. You know, like I mean, granted, it hasn't happened yet. Fucking next week, Tony Khan's gonna be an AEW champion. Whoever triple interim champion. His no, I'm Vince the interim Vince, champion. Vince all elite. Yeah, Vince McMahon's all elite. Vince oh god, that would be so fucking funny. Vince was shoving fucking new. If if I if I were Vince, literally, if I were Vince, I'd do it just for the shits and giggles. You know, I have a theory. What if Vince actually owns AEW? Uh, nah. Vince is just retired from WWE. Nah. The cons have more money than Vince. Yeah, they do. Um, by the way, boys, um, here in a minute, Zoom is going to cut us off. I will have to rejoin the meeting because zoom is doing the stupid bullshit now where it limits you to 30 minutes per meeting apparently and i thought i'd gotten away from that but apparently now you have to upgrade so it'll probably cut us off moment in fact i'm tempted to just go ahead and close it now and then we'll start back up here in a second got it just sending information yep sorry about that folks What the fuck is going on here? Oh, there it is. Okay. Come on. We got it. Bear with us for just one second, folks. I guess if you're watching and want to join the Zoom meeting, you can, because you see all the details right there. Okay, let's see. Nine, three, five. Two, two, one, zero. Nine, two, three, zero. 
password is D, no, D, W, J, J, Y, 4, R. And they shall be joining us momentarily. But yeah, everybody, while we're waiting on them to join back up, what do you think of the Vince McMahon controversy or Vince McMahon's retirement? Let us know in the comments below. And if you have a question for us, don't hesitate to ask. We will be more than happy to discuss. Sorry about that, folks. Zoom is being very strange, so just bear with us for just a minute. And we'll get back rolling talking about the wrestling. And if this is frustrating you, then it is a perfect time to hear from one of our great sponsors, OMG CBD. Now, I know that when I have a stressful day ahead of me, I need a good night's sleep. So I kill two birds with one stone. I'm mid-sponsor, I'm mid guys, so give me just one second. As I was saying, I kill two birds with one stone with these melatonin-infused CBD gummies. They give me a great night's sleep. They put me to sleep, and they keep me asleep. So I wake up fresh, relaxed, and happy the next morning so that I can tolerate the bullshit that is life. OMG CBD on Facebook and Instagram. Check them out. They are located in Columbus, Indiana, and they will ship directly. So check them out. I need that in my life. Yeah, you can get it. I actually really, really love these. <laughs> Legit. Took one last night. I mean, I currently have a fracture vertebrae, so that'd probably get me through. Uh, actually, like, no joke. Like, reach out to him, because uh, Eric, my very good friend who does the other podcast with me, he had the exact same problem, and he used uh, CBD. Not these CBD gummies, but he had some that tremendously helped him, along with some therapy techniques that he learned, so. I live at a chiropractor right now, so. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> that's what wrestling does to you. Actually, he said it wasn't wrestling uh, caused. It was just um, I unfortunately have a lot of um, uh, arthritis in my family, so um, you have natural deterioration of your um, your bottom three vertebrae just from where you sit and stuff. Mm. And the cartilage, um, unfortunately, is like it's completely gone on my last three vertebrae. So I have a herniated disc. Um, they're compressed, and then the top one, where it's rubbed against the others, has uh, fractured. So wow. So that's yeah, that's what I got wow. going on right now. Yeah. So I was I was hurting for a few months. Oh, it sounds like it. <laughs> um. So who were we talking about? Snuck that sponsorship spot. I'll say I think we're just kind of shooting the shit in general. Honestly, like this kind of kind of went off the rails, but I think we have some good points. So. Uh, it happens all the time. How it goes. This is like a. <laughs> it's a, it's a it's a conversation. It's a bitch session. It's it's a it's a conversation though. It's never meant to be like this week happened in wrestling at minute six second thirty five on Monday Night Raw. Someone somewhere did a <laughs> suplex. It's crazy that people actually sit around and do that though, right? I, I never wanted, I never wanted that when Benji and I started this show, I never wanted it to be like super regimented. The, in fact, the goal was not even to cover any wrestling news. It's just kind of unavoidable. Right. You're I, right. I have one underrated Pat McAfee. Oh God, that fucking. I think he's underrated. I think he's great. Well, he's better than Corey Graves. Are we so talking, are we talking, are we talking about commentary? Yeah, I, I guess I should have clarified. 
Okay, as a whole, commentary and in ring, he's underrated. Maybe I shouldn't say anything for the fact that Dylan Bostic and I, and, and Benji included, were all very super close. Um, and Dylan was trained by Rip Rogers, and so was Pat McAfee. So I'm kind of in that bubble. So <laughs> I, I mean, actually, I actually, I actually take back what I said because no, he's not overrated at all. In fact, I was downright impressed with his WrestleMania match. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and I didn't expect it. I want to be clear. I didn't expect it to suck, but I'm like, God damn. He was way too giving for Vince, though. I think he was Well, too. isn't everyone? Yeah, but I just feel like, man, they really should have given him something else. Like, he just knocked off Theory, and look at Theory. My God. Um, like, that dude is the next big star. He is. Hands down. Talk about underrated as, you know, a guy right now. So, yeah, and I'm, it kills me. What's that? Fucking smile. He does have a giant horse mouth, but... <laughs> it's like you put the fiend mask on him and it like migrated to his face. It just it stayed. It's but true, right? It theory, doesn't. My fit. God, he has every freaking tool ever. He's got, oh, okay. he's got a look. He's got athletics. You know, like he's got it all. Like that dude is the no pun intended deluxe, but he is the total package. One one thing I would have done with theory though is I think I would have booked theory and Cena at SummerSlam. My God, talk about overrated Lex Luger. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Um, I got an underrated for you guys. And you'll agree with me, Brian. Um, Logan Paul. Yes. I love Logan. I know, I but I think I think him signing with WWE, I think for the most part it was meant kind of ha-ha. But he's yeah, been underrated. Like, oh, they're signing another celeb. No, the dude's got it. I was he, legitimately he's surprised. Not a, he, he's definitely not a bad bunny. Really, you didn't like Bad Bunny? Okay, I, it's not that I didn't like him. His wrestling is not up to par like Logan Paul. But no, Logan you're Paul, right. I, Logan Paul actually had actual training. I know Logan Weird. Paul got a lot of flack for him smiling after the Skull Crusher finale. And then that I get, but God damn it. Come on, guys. You, he's in front of 80,000 people at WrestleMania taking a Skull Crusher finale, and he just knocked off Rey Mysterio. I'd be smiling too. Hey, on top yeah. of that, he brought the most expensive Pokemon card ever. <laughs> I just downloaded him in 2K22. So <laughs> I'm still waiting for mine to show that I can download him. Oh, it's up there. It's up well, there. Well, speaking now. speaking of, because you already brought him up, so I'm just a I'm just a hate magnet today. I'm not talking about wrestling necessarily here, but I think Bad Bunny may actually be the single most overrated human being on planet Earth. <laughs> He's a talentless fucking hack who mixes his voice to sound like a broken speaking spell. And I don't understand how he's fucking famous. I don't get it. I'll admit, I never, I didn't see the appeal. I, I, I don't... went into Mania, like, Logan Paul's the one that got the booze at WrestleMania 37, and I was more excited to see him than I was. Bad Bad Bunny is very very popular with the um, the Hispanic Ricans, well like his, Rican, yeah. in, in the Spanish speaking world. He's like he's up there. Yeah, and I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't get it. I I think he sucks. Like legit, and I don't say people suck very often, but he sucks. I see no reason why he's as famous as he is. He's a fucking SoundCloud guy. <laughs> what the and they, shit? And they pair Booker T with him. 
Well, no, the whole reason is because he did some song called Booker T. The only thing that I will give him is the fact that um, uh, he's a a giant wrestling mark just like the rest of us, but we don't attempt to get booked on WrestleMania, so... Well, now, and here's the thing, though. I'm pretty sure they came to him. More than likely, yeah. Yeah. But, But, I mean, when they got Damian Priest, who's also Puerto Rican, they're trying to get him over. Maybe that's kind of the... I get it, but... I mean, we should help Damian Priest get over. I think Damian Priest is already over. over. Yeah, Damian Priest is already over. Damian Priest got Bad Bunny over. Miz got Bad Bunny over. Okay, that's true. Miz got Bad Bunny over. (laughs) Talk about underrated. The Miz is the most underrated dude in wrestling. I agree. No, I agree, one hundred percent. In fact, I've met I've met Miz twice, and he is one of the most classy, down to earth, cool people I've ever met in my entire life. Oh, I agree. And I went on a I went on a literal bitch session on this very podcast because I saw somebody in an AEW hate group talking about. Oh no, I'm sorry, it was an AEW group. But this I'd seen some posts from this person previously, and all they did was bitch, 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 bitch. But they were sitting there saying it's like, you know, uh, The Miz isn't half the wrestler MJF is. Now, I'm not saying MJF is bad, but I'm like, really? MJF's a... He's a fucking mark. Well, (laughs) MJF's a gimmick. Like, I feel like he's over because of... He's a dick. Yeah. I'm not saying he's a bad wrestler, but he's just not. He's the the focus is on his personality more than it is his ability in the ring. Versus Which, like, I feel like the Miz is the Miz has got it all. Well, but here's the thing about the Miz is, and this is the point I made. You know, he's big Maurice. Well, yeah. So there's that. There's something there. <laughs> he has he has average size balls after all. Right. Yeah. But um. The point I made with the Miz is, you know, how long has he been wrestling in WWE at the top? By at the top, I mean like the top company in WWE. Um, Dude, no, Miz, no, he's he's been he's, Miz debuted in 06. Yes, as part of Tough Enough. Yeah, yeah, but then he was on ECW TV. Yeah, soon. that was in 07. Yeah, yeah, that was in 07. So, okay, well, so. I think he I think he debuted in late 06 because he had a few like random matches at Tatanka. Boogeyman, he had you know some random like so basic, basically basically diva search bullshit. So so basically, so basically he's been actively wrestling on WWE television for fifteen years. Correct. Yeah. How many times has he been injured? Once that I know of. Yeah. Once that I can think of. How many times has he injured someone else? Zero that I know of. Yeah, zero that I know of. And that's why you know like. Bret Hart, like, he's always prided himself on the fact that he never hurt anyone in the ring. Yeah. He should. Yeah, that's something to be... Well, and here's the other thing, too. And I'm even talking about the shit that people hated. But name one angle that The Miz has been part of that's been bad. The zombies. Yes. Okay, valid. Okay, valid. Valid. (laughs) I agree that, with you on that one. That was a dumb okay, thing. I will promote a movie on Netflix. I will amend my statement. Name one angle that the Miz has been a part of that was bad because that he could control. Yeah, that was bad because <laughs> of something that Miz did. And I know everybody's gonna be like, "Well, that chick magnet thing was fucking stupid." I'm like, "Yeah, he was a heel. You were supposed to hate him, and he owned that shit with the fucking 
Jinko shorts and the fucking fedora and walking around with three chicks who the faux hawks. Yeah, the and, and and the three chicks that normally I would say Miss could never pull, but he pulled Maurice, so apparently he could pull them. The thing about it is is like if you look at Miss from that era, he was trying to find his footing like outside of reality TV. Like he was really trying to find himself as a wrestler. As the literally the second that he's he's paired with Morrison and they created the dirt sheet. He was a made man from that point on. Well, and the story was that apparently, like, they weren't necessarily going to get fired, but they were kind of told in no uncertain terms, if this doesn't get over, I I just don't know what we're going to do with you, which might have been, like, WWE's code for we're going to fucking fire you. What about Stephanie? Now that we talked about Vince, you know, retiring, Stephanie's taking over the company. She under overrated as a character. Let's not talk about her as a businesswoman because she's a she's a fucking genius. But her as a on screen character under overrated. Well, I think she's overrated on both fronts, marginally overrated. Poof, that's tough for me. Yeah. The only reason I, mean, I, I say she's she's no Vicky Guerrero. Like no. she can't get over like Vicky did as a heel. Well, no, the, the only reason I say she's overrated, particularly on the business end, is because she's never had to do anything, or we've never seen her do anything on her own. So we don't really know what her full capabilities are. Everything she's done, she's done with the backing of a million-dollar, multi-million-dollar company behind her. Right. Which, frankly, let's be real, where WWE was by the time she was in a position of leadership, like legitimate leadership... Like, a fucking chimp could get that over with that kind of money and that kind of reach. Like, you'd have to really screw it up to not get some... And WWE manages to do it somehow. With the, with the amount of children that watch that program, if you can't get something over, it's your fault. You have everything you need. Right. Let's go... Let's talk about, like... Let's talk about lower card guys. Okay. Um... Particularly like Attitude Era, because of course that was the era that all of us grew up. So, Billy Gunn, as a singles. Under, singles? Underrated. Yeah? I think he was a bit underrated. See, I don't know. Like, you go back to 99 where they tried to book him some one on one stuff with The Rock, and it was just like, it did not work for me. It didn't work at all. They, he got paired right back in a tag with. Big Show, where they were Shogun or yeah. Gun Show or whatever in the hell. And then right after that, he was with Palumbo. So, like, as a singles wrestler, like, they tried Rockabilly. They tried the one Billy Gun. It never worked. Okay, now now that you mentioned all them, I think I retract. I do think he's, as a single... Overall, if you put him in a tag, the guy's gold. Well, I, I, guess, yeah. I guess I need... I guess I need clarification then. Are we talking about in-ring ability or just his characters? Because the characters weren't necessarily him. Um, his overall presentation throughout the years. Just all of it as a whole. I still say underrated because I think a lot of the bad stuff was somewhat beyond his control. Yeah. No, I, I get it. Like, I just feel like he's only as good as his, the tag team that he's in. You know? Like... Would Billy Gunn have ever been where he is without Road Dog, Bart, Chuck? Probably not. Well, but so, but here's here's the flip side of that coin. Would he, if he had been partnered, say, with different people, would he be elevated higher than he is now? I don't know. It's it's hard to say 
Hmm. You're right. It's it's tough. It's, okay. it's tough to say. Val Venus. Underrated. Overrated. You said overrated? No, underrated. Underrated? You say overrated? Yes. Why? Okay, as as the gimmick, I think it's overrated. His in his in ring. Come on, like, okay, Val Venus home run, Chief Morley home run, right to censor. Even though everybody shits on it, he played it to a T. It was a home run. Okay, I've got one. I'm curious. Um, Street Profits. I know that's not added to Dara, but I'm just curious. Oof, it's a half and half. Which, which one are we talking about? Because, I mean, uh, it's obvious that Montez is the star, right? I mean... Which one's Montez? He's the, the smaller of the two. The okay. I was... The high-flying. And, yeah. yeah. I just... Okay. I, ref, I, I refer to them as Dollar Tree uh, Private Party. Yeah. All right. You're right. But, okay. This is this is a big topic uh, within my my backyard community. I think the most overrated star in wrestling currently is Jeff Hardy. Yes. Yeah. Lately, lately for sure. Lately, I I think. And I mean, put all the the DUIs and issues, whatever, aside. Like, just him, like, and I feel the same way about RVD, which I know I'm going to get some hate for that. But you see one RVD match, you've seen them all. I, I I see what you're saying, but the only thing about RVD, and again, this is why it's tough to say because, like, yes, now I would say R, if RVD was still doing the same stuff, I would say yes. But remember back when RVD was doing that stuff, nobody was doing it. You're right. He was an innovator in that sense, but like, it was seen- once he got there, like, okay, so he's gonna do. He's going to do his barrel rolls. He's going to do the five-star frog splash, the Van Daminator, Van Terminator. He's going to do his sidekicks, his leg sweeps, his, his you know, sidekick <clears throat> with the moonsault. Like, it's the same presentation. I don't know if that was just once he got into the system of WWE. I think so, because if you if you go back, to, and granted he was younger, but if you go back to his ECW days, his matches were always dynamic. Like, he had a couple moves you would see often. That's because he did them so well. Um, and I, I, I will admit my bias cause I have a soft spot for RVD, RVD because that's who got me back into pro wrestling. But back to Jeff, I feel he's the same way. Whisper in the wind, uh, you know, like it's all the same things over and over. No, I agree with that. I agree. ECW, I got one underrated. Bam Bam Bigelow. Oh God. Amazing. Yeah. He's absolutely very underrated. Oh, extremely. Yep. I base a lot of the things that I do in ring, not so much the hardcore part, but I base a lot of the things I do in ring around guys like Bam Bam and, oh. and, and Bully Ray. So, like, oh, and then more modern day Kevin Owens. Yeah. I think that he's, in my opinion, if you told me I could only pick one guy in WWE and like that's who I had to watch for the rest of my life, it would be KO. Yeah. Yeah. Probably him or Sami Zayn. And I mean, let's be honest, the best wrestler in the world is probably AJ Styles, but as in terms of being the whole package, I could agree with that. 
But man, Kevin Owens is just—he's something. He's so special. Okay, I've I've got one. Considering you said you weren't really a fan of strong style, and I know that Brian hasn't seen a lot of New Japan. Shinsuke Nakamura, overrated. I know why you say that. Have you seen? He his... puts a foot on a guy's chest and shakes. Have you seen his New Japan stuff though? No. That's the only reason I say he's underrated because WWE isn't letting Shinsuke be Shinsuke. Go, go back and watch Shinsuke and Brock in New Japan. They had some crazy good matches. Yeah. Well, Shinsuke, Shinsuke and AJ. That's yep. why I was so disappointed when WWE gave him that match because I was like, finally, it was nothing compared to what they did in New Japan. I'm sorry, I can't stand Shinsuke. So. I can't stand. I can't stand what WWE has done to him. It's a fucking crime. All right, what about Walter? I think he's overrated. I yeah. do too. Yep. I, who's Walter? I mean, Gunther. Oh, yeah, Gunther. Yeah, whatever. I just mean, like that, uh, just like that Pete, Pete, Pete Dunn guy. Oh, no, Butch. That dude's amazing. Yeah, Pete Dunn's fucking phenomenal. Butch is. <laughs> Pete Dunn is phenomenal. Butch yeah, is. Yeah, Butch is fucking stupid. Okay, I got one for you guys since we've already. What about Seamus? Underrated. Yep. I yeah. Agree. I'd say poorly utilized. Like, he, his longevity alone just proves what kind of a wrestler he is. Like, yeah, and yeah, and it seems, and it's it's a it's a crime because you have guys like Sheamus and guys like Cesaro and guys like KO's not necessarily always criminally underused, but you have guys and who have been in WWE for a very very long time, who yeah they might get the spotlight here and there, but they should be on a totally different platform. Just you mean like our truth? Yes. Actually yes. Where the fuck is our truth? I haven't seen him for a minute. He's around. I don't know. He's been he dicking around with that twenty four seven I was gonna he say is. they've been dicking him around with the twenty four seven. How he's Intercontinental Championship at the very least. Come on. Fuck. Well I mean he worked at Capital Punishment with Cena and like man he could have been there. Like Well and speaking of TNA, I mean do you want to see how good our truth really is? Oh yeah, Ron Killings is a champ in two thousand two. Perfect. Yep. yep. I got one that's underrated. Mick Foley. You well, say Mick, underrated? I think he's underrated. I don't know about that. I think he's pretty well, adequately Mick Foley, rated. Mick Foley, dude, love. It's, I, a, it's I, a different I, thing. Like I think as he's a wrestler. Yeah. I think he's pretty he's adequately rated. Stuff. His hardcore stuff kind of cancels it out. Like it just. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I think he's pretty well rated where he should be. Yeah, that's. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough to say. Yeah, that's hard. We haven't really touched on a lot of female wrestlers. I wonder why. <clears throat> Charlotte Flair, overrated. I think she's. I think she's, she's adequate. Good. She's adequately rated. I think she's really, really, really good. I just hate, and it's the same thing with Natalia. I think Natalia is overrated. I think she's under. I think Natalia is underrated. Really, I am not a Natalia fan. But, I'm not uh, saying I'm a Natalia fan, but I think she's underrated too. Yeah, but like I feel like they live too much off of, like, and it's maybe not even their fault, but like their family legacy is to me is like it hinders them. Well, for a long maybe. time, a long time they were kind of distancing themselves, which. They're doing that with the Rock's daughter now, and I think it's kind of silly because everybody fucking knows. Right. So at least use use it to promote. Yeah. You know, like, it, it happened. It's there. 
I've kind of talked about this with Jungle Boy. Now, Jungle Boy's a little bit different because his father wasn't a wrestler. Which Braun is what Breaker's dad was, and they distanced themselves from Oh, that. don't get me fucking started on that bullshit. I Braun love Braun. Break. I know, I love Braun. His name's fucking dumb. Yeah, yeah. I mean, his original name was, what, Rick, Rex Steiner? Yeah, that's a, perfect, that's that. a perfect wrestling name. Yeah, why not go with that? But... From what I've read, that was his decision, not WWE's. Actually, I, 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 had, I had heard that his uncle was not letting WWE use the Steiner surname. I don't know if that's true. That may be true. I, I mean, think that's... that is still one people lived him because... Okay, fine. Name, name... Scott's not here in a squirrel turd, though, so I don't just... <laughs> I don't... I mean, I wouldn't put a bathroom. One-third the man you are. No, you're thinking of Sid. I oh, won't. Well. You're not. You talk. You gotta talk about that Steiner match. Life, pal. Okay, since we're since we're talking about women still, uh, the obvious, uh, Liv Morgan. Underrated. Very agree. I I think she is underrated, but I only think it's because they haven't let her really run loose and be her. Look! Look at her performances from the Riot Squad to now. It's unreal. How oh yeah, she's, she's so much better. Um, I'm glad she's champion. I don't like how they did it, but it is what it is. Yeah, it felt like a charity case. I know, right? Thank you. And plus, she did it like a fucking heel. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they, like, I get it. They got to keep Ronda looking strong and, and not have her hold the title forever. But, like, but do they, I've though? Ronda's going back to MMA, too, possibly. Yeah. Nah, I don't see that. I'd heard that. I don't know if that's true, but. Okay, how about Ronda Rousey? That's that's a horrible decision if she went back. Look at what Misha Tate just did. She just got her head, her ass handed to her. And I feel like it'd be the same. Misha Tate beat Ronda's ass at one point. Like, yeah. And now Misha's getting, she's getting rocked. I mean, did you see Misha's eye like sticking out of her? Ah, bad decision, but okay. Um, overrated. I agree. Yeah. One I of my think, big pet peeves is with her always fixing her shorts. <laughs> I got, dude, the first time I pointed that out, I I got so much hate for that. Talk about hate. Overrated or underrated, the Bellas. I say Nikki is underrated. Brie is overrated. I would agree with that. Yeah, I, I think I agree with that too. I actually yes, I actually agree with that. 100%. Although I think I think Bree and Steph had like a killer match, like a killer story, but and then Nikki didn't need to be in that story. I agree. I think Nikki brought the story down, but I feel like Nikki brings so much more to the table than Bree does. Okay, I got one I for Bree's, you. I think Bree pl- plays it too safe. Yeah, I got one for you. How about Ruby Soho? Underrated over. I think she was underrated as Ruby Riot, and as Ruby Soho, she is tremendously overrated. Yes, I, I know never, her. I know her on a personal basis. I've worked shows with her. I mean, um, I've met she's her a cool person. I agree. Yeah. Is an indie darling, but as a top star, like I just, it doesn't work for me. Yeah, I was. I, I was shocked. She's one of those people. I was shocked at how quickly she fell from grace when she came to AEW. How about Omos? 
fucking overrated as hell. I think he's underrated. Out of all the big men that we've had throughout the years, and put Big Show aside, he's on a whole different playing field. But you look at like guys like Giant Gonzalez, Great Kali, you know, all these, even like Commander Aziz, all these big dudes that's come and gone, Nathan Jones, yada, yada, yada. In my opinion, like Omos has something that none of them had. I don't know what it is yet. See, I can disagree with that one because I think, I think Braun Braun Strowman was more over than Omos or more underrated than Omos. Well, of course he was, but I mean, I'm talking about giant, no cell, like colossal. Oh my God, you can't beat it. Like Braun was, had moments like that, but he was also more mortal, like more. He's a he was a big man, but he could take the bumps and take the lashes. You well, know? I think they ruined, they were they ruined that more with when they paired him with Brock Lesnar. When Brock was able easily F five. Well, yeah, but if anybody's gonna be able to F five you, I'd be okay with Brock Lesnar F fiving me, like selling for it. Uh, obviously, like you watch Omos from Mania thirty seven as tag match with AJ, and like he is the drizzling shits, the worst. <laughs> but like. Fast forward a year and like he, like his performance of Money in the Bank was not bad. No, definitely not bad as compared to what, like you said, at 37. Like, Fair uh, it's pretty obvious that they brought Omos up too fast. Oh, sure. Yeah. Which is probably why I view him as like, oh, AJ needs a heater. Let's put this big dude with him. Let's, you know, okay. But. It was too soon. They would have gave him the opportunity. Like, if he would have been on, say, NXT or, or something like that now if for the last year, and then he came up with his skill set now, like... See, but I don't know. I think that when it comes to big men like that, I think you almost have to fast-track them. Because if they wrestle... Like if they Lash- wrestle... Like, Lashley and Omos Mania was great. It, it, was, it was good for what it was, for what it had to be. But... Bobby Lashley is criminally underrated. Oh, yes. yeah. I agree Best with that. champion of the modern area. And I, I, I'm a, I like Drew McIntyre. But the best champion of the last X years in WWE, in my opinion, was Bobby Lashley. Like, I loved him as champion. Yeah. Speaking of overrated, Drew McIntyre. Did you say overrated? I think he's, I think he's overrated. I don't. I don't like, I don't like watching him. I don't think that's true. I think that's WWE's presentation. Because did you catch his... Uh, what What was he doing in Impact? Was it Rise or... I can't remember. Um, I don't know. I didn't watch a lot of Impact at the time when they were doing the transition to Anthem and stuff. I kind of yeah. watched track. They, and they also had Alberto on the show, and I absolutely despised Del Rio, so I was... It wasn't there for me. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Well, we got about 10 minutes before it kicks us off again, so I figure if we wrap it up in about 10 minutes, that'll be a nice, smooth transition. Um, but, yeah, but, going uh, back... Going back to, like, what we were talking about Impact earlier, think about it that way. Like, Drew and Lashley both went to Impact, and then they come back and look what look at their presentation now. Like, they learned something there. Oh, yeah. Well, Drew Galloway, uh, that was his name in Impact, for those who don't know, I love. He was one of the few reasons I was watching Impact at the time. And Drew Galloway was phenomenal. And speaking of Impact, though, how about old EC3? Uh, overrated. Yeah. 
I don't know. I thought he was pretty damn good. He's, got, he's brilliant here. And like to come up with the things that he came up with with CYN, but in ring, he's average at best. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I enjoyed watching EC3, but now that I think about it, it was always when he was talking or what the story was. Yeah. I got one for underrated for uh, TNA. Mr. Anderson. I think think he's overrated. I think he was underrated. He was underrated. Okay. in, in WWE, yes. overrated. Yes. Beyond WWE. Okay. With yeah. the WWE machine behind him, I think he could have been a giant star. But like without that machine, <sighs> well, I somewhere, only I only base I only base my opinion off of things that I've read about um, him being unsafe in the ring. Right. That's that's all that because apparently Randy Orton like tore his tore him a new asshole yeah on multiple occasions um here's an interesting one chris benoit i i i would say neither overrated or underrated as a performer i think he was overrated in a sense that he had the most boring title run in in 04 like i don't know and he is a great technical wrestler, maybe one of the best in that style of wrestling. But to me, he was just never—he was never my world champion. I don't think wow. WWE let him be anyone's world champion, though. Yeah, I mean, because on the flip side of that, the WWE champion, while he was champion, was who Eddie? Um, yeah, it was, Eddie. it was Eddie. Yeah, they won the title. Yeah. On the, they won their titles on the same night. Well, Eddie wanted a month earlier. Oh, that, you're right. You're right. I'm yeah. on. And then, yeah, but like, and come on, Eddie. Oh shit! That guy. That's the man. As so. as beloved as he is, I will always consider him underrated. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, do I think he'd be still wrestling this day if he was still alive? Probably not. I don't know. I think if there's anybody who could have figured out a way to adapt his style, I figure Eddie could have figured it what out. About JBL. Underrated. Me too. Now, are we talking about JBL or... Overall, period. Okay. Bradshaw, Justin Hawk Bradshaw, Blackjack, Brad, whatever in the hell you want to call it. Like, yeah, he's pretty underrated. Yeah, I agree. Well, because going, you were talking about, just to kind of drive home the fact that I don't think that WWE let Chris Benoit be the heavyweight champion. I mean, think back to Punk's first World Heavyweight Championship reign. We're talking about CM Punk. And they gave him the belt, and then they were like, oh, yeah, but we're not going to really feature you as a champion. You're just kind of going to be this guy who's holding this belt for us while, you know, just make sure it stays warm for the next guy. Right. Which, that didn't work out either. It was Orton for a month, and then back to Triple H, but... Yeah. But Which I, I, lo- I love how I, I love how WWE would be like, well, Punk, you know, you didn't really do all that great as World Heavyweight Champion. It's like, you put the belt on me, stupid! <laughs> yeah, but they also put him with Jeff Jer- or Jeff Hardy, so and I already have my opinion of Jeff. Everyone has their own opinion about Jeff. Speaking of Jeff, Jeff Jarrett, criminally underrated. Underrated. Oh, he's overrated. I think he's a dick. The first time I met him, he was a complete douche. Nah, he was super cool. When well, I met maybe him. maybe you were being a douche. Yeah. You ever think of that? I don't know. Maybe I was. <laughs> 
How's fat hot sweaty that Now day? I will I, I I will say if Jeff Jarrett has anything working against him at certain points in his career, he may have been a little too set in his ways. Yeah, he's got that go home heat, so it's, <laughs> it's easy to not like him, you know. Yeah. Now that being said, though, I mean, you got to give the entire Jarrett family credit for one thing, if nothing else, and that's the fact that they've tried to keep wrestling competitive. Yeah. I agree. He's Even, one of those guys that's like, he tried to keep the tradition of wrestling alive, and then there's guys like Taker who tried to keep the kayfabe part of wrestling alive. Like, And they're not even talked about in the same sentence, and they should be. No, they really should be. I agree with that. I got an underrated. And this one's for Benji. Hogan. Overrated. I think he's underrated. You think he's overrated? Did you see that match he had in Japan? Yeah, no, I can go when he wants to go. Yeah, but but is he but is he underrated? I would say poorly utilized, but is he really underrated? He's underrated as an actual in-ring worker. I guess as Hulk Hogan, I would say as Hulk Hogan, like you can't say underrated. Period. Like it's the biggest star in wrestling. Exactly. But I will poorly utilized in the ring. Sure, I'll give you that all day long. And people, I think he gets a better app. Like, there's a lot of guys that are like, oh, dick. Oh, he, he's an app. Like, like, I met him personally, and he was super cool. And I feel like some of the guys don't like him because of either jealousy, and why wouldn't you be? He's Hulk Hogan. And the other one is, like, he cut people's throats to get to the top, and so be it. He's got a lot of money for it, so. You do what you got to do. Yep. <laughs> uh, who else we got? Oh, Kofi God. Kingston. Overrated. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree. But Xavier Woods is underrated. Yes. Nah, I think that fucker should have been fired years ago. And then Biggie's just there for me. Yeah, yeah, I I could agree too. Biggie's just there. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think Xavier's ever going to get the top. Oh, spot. I've got. I think that. he's just going to be there too. Yeah. What about Cody Rhodes? <sighs> I think he's utilized. Perfectly the way he is now. Yes. Now, yes. Like, I think for most of his career, he was criminally underrated. And then he was overexposed in AEW. I, I would agree with that. The and first he, thing he done that, the first thing he done that was wrong. Say that he's never going for the world title. But I I agree with you. But I get why he did it. Yeah, he was he's trying, an executive. He didn't want it to. Look he was like. trying. He was trying to fight that overexposure and the stigma. But unfortunately, what I've come to realize with certain subsections of the AEW fan base is you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. So you're best to just ignore them, right? Because they're gonna bitch in mode because they want their indie rific guys to be like these are the type of people. And I'm not cutting them up, but these are the type of people that want like Chuck Taylor to be AEW champion. <laughs> it ain't gonna fucking happen. Sting. I don't. I don't think you could call him overrated or underrated. I think he's overrated oh, now. Now, now yes. no. In general, if you watch back in the eighties and nineties, and he's working Steamboat and Luger and all these guys, and he's no selling. Oh, like, you know what? Uh, yeah, you know I mean, what? That, that was part of his character, though. <sighs> I hate that, and you know I hate that, and you know why I hate that. What about Taz? Taz did it too. Uh, Taz was a Taz. I, I can Taz say. Taz had to be a badass. He was this tall. I don't know though. I I can honestly say I, I I find as and I'm a I'm a Taz fan, but I gotta say probably a smidge overrated. 
Just a smidge. Maybe, yeah. Just yeah. a smidge. But Sting, like, talk about overrated. Benji's mad at me somewhere right now, but... Oh, yeah. Ben- well, Benji, Benji's mad at me for all the smack I talk about Dan Housen, so... <laughs> You're right. But I will say, I made my point, and ben- I got Benji to admit, he's like, yeah, you got a point. All right, I think we got one more. We can yeah, we in. got time for one more. Matt Cardona. Underrated. Underrated. Agreed. Yes. Completely underrated. All right, everybody. Well, we got to wrap this up in less than a minute. So thank you once again for checking out the, uh, I almost said the wrong podcast, the Down the Middle podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you like, share, and subscribe. And uh, tell your friends about the channel and the podcast because we right now we're your ninth favorite wrestling podcast and we want to be number one. So do it. And if you prefer to listen rather than watch the podcast, you can check us out on all of our audio platforms, including but not limited to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Audible, Stitcher, Radio Now, Anchor, and a bunch of other small ones that don't matter because nobody fucking listens to them. If you have a criminally overrated or underrated wrestler, you would like us to talk about it at some other point, leave a comment down below and we will address it. Until then, we'll see you next time.